Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I am your co-host, Kathy Gruber. And I'm Jason Mefford. And today we have a special guest talking about a topic that I am very excited to hear about. So Saba, welcome to the Thank show. You. Hey, why don't, why don't you first just just take a, a minute and let let the listeners kind of know a little bit about you. And then I, like I said, I'm excited to get into this topic because you told us what it was going to be beforehand and I've got to find out what this is. So take All it right. away. Okay, so um, although my, you know, uh, this is all about hypnosis, um, but my background is actually in computers. So I did that for many years, um, basically um, did application development. And at one point I became very curious about how the mind works, mainly because I'm very intuitive. And so, uh, and my background, I'm Turkish. So we read Turkish coffee cups and it's a gift that I have. And I wanted to understand better how the brain worked and how I was able to do this. So I figured hypnosis might be an interesting way to understand how the brain works. And through there, I just became fascinated with hypnosis. And I was an entrepreneur. I was you know, self-employed. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to give a workshop and teach people how to do self-hypnosis for weight loss. At the end of that workshop, although I had no intention of changing my career, I began to get more and more clients. And at one point I just said, you know what? I'm juggling all these things. I'm just gonna go for it. And I'm going to go straight into hypnosis. I can always go back to my application development at any point. And that's what I did. And since for the past 12 years, I've been doing hypnosis and biofeedback, which is essentially a computerized version of acupuncture. So I'm not only working with the client in their unconscious and conscious mind, but also down to the organ level. So we're releasing stress blockages from the organs as well as in the mind. And recently I developed a process called the Genius Activator, which helps us tap into our inner genius because I truly believe that we all have an inner genius. And it's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about, um, mainly because as a child um, and primarily as an adolescent, I was told that by teachers that, you know, you're just incompetent, don't worry about it, you just can't do it. And deep inside, I knew that wasn't true. And it wasn't until I had an opportunity where I moved to a new school and I said, you know what, I am going to prove it to myself and prove all those teachers in my past wrong that I am capable and that I am intelligent. And I did. 
Well, you're in pretty good company too, because if I remember right, Thomas Edison and Albert Einstein were told the same things, right? So. Yeah, that's, that's great. I I love that you had the, like the chutzpah to, to say, I'm proving you wrong because I see so many people who, after getting that feedback for so long, start to believe it themselves and they don't, you know, it's the dog that even once the the leash is taken off, they just kind of stand there because they don't realize they could walk away. So do you think that's something that was just born in you? Is that something you developed over time, that ability to go, no, I'm going to prove you wrong? I think that it's in my nature. Um, for one thing, I'm very much of a go-getter. Um, my parents used to always joke saying that, you know, from the time that I could crawl, if I saw something, it didn't matter what was in my way. I crawl over the table, over the chairs, but I was headed for whatever that was. So I think that it's partially in my character, mm-hmm. I, but it wasn't enough in my character to be a, I wasn't strong enough at the time when the teachers were saying you're incompetent to fight against that. Yeah. It was only when I felt in a sense that I was in a safe environment. My brothers had already graduated. Mm-hmm. I wasn't being compared against somebody. And I felt I hadn't, you know, this was my one chance and opportunity to prove everybody wrong and myself right. And they didn't know enough about me. And they didn't, the sad thing is that my transcripts were all B's because they passed me. So they didn't have that judgment to say, oh, well, you know, she's not a good student. No, they figured I was good. Yeah. Interesting. And, And those are the people very often that I see and why I, I just love what I do because it's my opportunity to prove everything that other people have told them wrong. The, the negative things, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, to, to open their mind up to say, no, you've got the potential. Well, and I, and and I, I move. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, no, I was just going to say, because, you know, we've, we've had a lot of hypnotists on here. Um, you know, two out of three are hypnotists, right? I'm, but, but I, but I do actually, you know, two to three self-hypnosis sessions a day um, for myself, right? Because mm-hmm. again, it, and it's one of those things that, um, I mean, it's a huge thing. I know a lot of people are, might be freaked out about it. But it's like, I'm telling you, that's been like one of the best things that I've ever done in my life, right? Because we have all these stories, we have all these things that are going on, and we got to kind of break through that, right? And like you said, all of us have a genius inside. So how can we unlock it? So, so maybe let's, let's start talking about that. Cause the, the, the term genius activator, I'm like, Ooh, give me more, yeah. give me more, give me more. <laughs> and then, and then also from the biofeedback standpoint, you know, how you're actually, you know, getting not just in the conscious subconscious mind, but actually down into the body and the organ area where again, there's a lot of energy that's trapped <clears throat> trauma, other things like that, that are trapped in the body too. So how, how you're helping people kind of release release that and, and get through it. Sure. So first of all, the, the biggest obstacle with reaching your genius 
is all the negative, the noise in your mind. So if I'm trying to find a solution and I'm thinking, how am I gonna solve this? But meanwhile, the noise is sitting there saying, you'll never be able to do this. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. Oh my gosh, if you don't find a solution, you're going to get fired. Mm -hmm. Who can have clear thinking with that type of noise going on? So the first thing we need to do is to erase those limiting beliefs, erase those negative thoughts. And once we do that, then we can start having clarity. And when we have the clarity, only when we have clarity is when the motivation comes. So often I hear, you know, people come and say, you know, I want to be more motivated. Well, how can you be more motivated if you don't know where you're going? And once we have that motivation, then we start moving forward. And when we move forward, we start loving ourselves because we feel proud of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So we have to have that self-love. Yeah. And when you have the self-love, then you start reaching into your inner genius because you're trusting yourself. So all you're doing at that point is unlocking it. Now, often people think that they have to bring in something for that genius, but it's within us. And once we have unlocked our inner genius, then we, the creativity opens up. Then the intuition opens up. And then we have abundance. I love it. I, I want to go back to something you said about quieting that noise and how can you possibly make a clear decision? How can you move forward with all this noise? And how many times are we driving around and we're looking for an address? And what do we do? We turn off the radio or, you know, we're trying to parallel park and we're like, ah, and we turn off the, shh, I'm doing something. Right. You know, just having that background noise that's actually background noise is distracting enough. And we have these chattered thoughts, 60,000 a day. So yeah, you're right. How do we shut all that out and get into that, that genius mind? So that's the million dollar question. How do we shut out those thoughts? Because I know mine, I've, you know, as a vastly intelligent person, my brain has something to tell me every three to five seconds. So as does everybody's who's listening, you know, so how do we do that? How do we go shh and just turn that off so that we can come up with that genius? Well, first of all, we need to understand how the conscious and the unconscious mind works. So we have a conscious mind and that's one that we're aware of. The one that is has turned on the podcast. That's the conscious mind. It's only a very small percentage of our brain. Then we have the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind is, you know, I look at it always like a computer or a computer is like the brain. 
It's a massive data bank of information. But on its own, it's unable to analyze. Like a hard drive. It's got, or, or a flash drive, I'm dating myself here. Um, it's, it has no capability on its own. And that's what your unconscious mind is like. It's a very simple mind. The one thing is it always wants to protect us. It's a very compassionate mind. Now you have a right and left side to the brain. Right side's emotional, left side is logical. When information comes in, it goes from one side to the other, keeping things nice and balanced between emotional by something and that time let's say a ch child is given a chocolate chip cookie momentary brain freeze oh my gosh this is so incredibly delicious and mommy said i was a good girl well guess what every time that moment comes where you're feeling like you know i I did really well at work today. I worked really hard. And I wasn't recognized for that. I don't know why I feel like a chocolate chip cookie right now. Yeah. Because that's how we're, the unconscious mind is saying, go get yourself a chocolate chip cookie. You're a good girl. Equally, if something negative has happened, it's the same thing. It's going to want to protect us. So the first thing we need to do is rebalance that right and left side of the brain. So to remove the noise, first we have to see what the noise is. Everything is about awareness. And that noise can be positive or negative. So for me, I am a very motivated person. Somewhere in my unconscious mind, thankfully, it has kept close tabs on those things that have pushed me. And I, and I will say that I wasn't this motivated until I changed schools and I went through that. And, and believe me, it wasn't easy because you can imagine the gaps in my education for years of teachers saying, don't worry, honey, you don't need, just pretend like you did the homework. That's good enough. So I had huge gaps. Yeah. And I literally, when I changed schools, I would work nonstop 48 hours straight, literally taking spoonfuls of instant coffee to make it through the day but I was determined to make it because I was just tired of being told I wasn't competent. But the fact that I did it is what my unconscious mind said. See, I told you, you could do it. Yeah. Then I had the problem of needing to retrain myself that I don't have to work so hard in order to prove it. Because that's also what my unconscious mind learned. 
So it's that noise that we need to hear and then shape. And when we're in a hypnotic state, the conscious mind is quieted. So we can hear those unconscious thoughts and, be, and it's much more susceptible at that point to listen. So it can receive as well as give. And that hypnotic state is, and you know, I know you both know this, but for the listeners, it's not like you're clucking like a chicken or barking like a dog. We are in and out of hypnosis all day long. When you go to the movies, you are hypnotized. Imagine you're watching a movie. They're actors. We know they're actors. We know the story's not real. We're crying. We're laughing. We're terrorized. How is that possible? And why does that happen more so in the movie theater than when we watch that same movie at home? First of all, the first thing they do is turn down the lights. As soon as the lights go down, our mind will say, oh, it's time to go to sleep. So our conscious mind quiets down. Then the screen is huge. The speakers are blasting. It's a sensory overload. And just like you were saying before, Kathy, when there's too much noise, what do we do? need to quiet the conscious mind. I need to turn it down so that I'm not, I'm, I'm not so um, disrupted by all this noise. So the conscious mind quiets down even more. The unconscious mind is thinking what we're watching is real. And it's making a connection to that huge data bank of information we've got there, making connections with our own life our own experiences, and now we're crying or laughing, whatever that emotion may be. I think people forget how powerful the subconscious mind is. We don't think, like, we, I'm going to say something that sounds silly. We don't think about the subconscious mind. You know, we just go through life and we make these decisions and we get ourselves into these circumstances and then we get to the end and go, why did it turn out that way? Why do I keep doing that? Why do I... Well, it's the subconscious that's informing, you know, 88 plus percent of our decisions. That's where it's all coming from. This is why someone calls us, says, I want to quit smoking. Okay, well then quit. If you could just quit, that's your conscious mind saying that, or it's the subconscious mind, that unconscious mind that's keeping you as a smoker. So getting into that subconscious, I know we can do it through hypnosis. With the genius activator, is there a specific technique you use? Is it just sort of the general hypnosis that we would see doing anything else? Is there a little trick you're using? How do you tap into that? It's a number of different processes that I'm using. Part of it is, in a sense, a traditional um, induction of getting into a, a hypnotic or a relaxed state. Um, with the genius activator, there's um, to, for getting into the negative or limiting beliefs, um, we are taking a look first at some of those negative experiences. And what happens very often is that 
if I asked at a conscious level for the person to tell me some of their experiences, they're going to, let's say, come up with five life experiences that they had. Under a, a hypnosis, they may come up with five, but only two of those are the same as the one in the conscious mind. And they'll be like, that was really minor. I don't know why I said that. Well, it may be minor for you today, but when you were three years old and your brother cut off the hair of your dog, mm -hmm. it was major. And that's what we need to go by. So I don't like to stay too much in the negative. So we're, we go through the negative to have that realization. But then I like, I'm all about empowering the person. That's why, you know, the, the, um, uh, uh, with my company, we say live life empowered. It's all about empowerment. So I like then to move on to the empowering end of it. What experiences have made you who you are? And again, at a conscious level, the response is usually, you know, I don't think there's anything I've ever really done in life. No way. No way, we've all done something. And it may have seemed so natural at the time mm -hmm. that you dismissed it. Or it could also be that you made that achievement and then that became a natural state. But the first step is what's really important that you took that first step. Mm -hmm. And that planted the seed for who you are today. And when we go through that, that then starts to clear away at all the negative, negative leaps. So what we want is the positive to overpower. Mm -hmm. It's really strange with the human mind that we are more comfortable in the negative, in the pain, than we are in the positive. Because the pain protects us. Jason has something brilliant to say. Well, I was going to say, I mean, that what you just said there is... It, it, it's kind of ironic, right? Because again, for, for the most part, you know, when you go back to the fight, flight, freeze kind of standpoint, subconscious brain, you know, has for a long time has been protecting us and using fear, you know, or the, the fear flight, you know, kind of stuff to be able to help protect us. But, you know, as humans, it, it, it's funny because we think we don't like the pain. We don't like the fear but we spend so much of our life in the pain and the fear because we feel safer. And again, it's like, you know, we, how could this even make any sense? But 
but we that, that's why we tend to be there so much of the time because I think when we start tapping into that genius, it's like, oh shit, I actually have to do something now. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of instead of just sitting there in your, you know, frozen state or your fearful state, it's like, oh, you got to get off, <laughs> you know, you got to get up and actually do something now create some sort of change which again yeah for humans for animals everybody change is scary and so yeah even though to say it out loud right like fear is is more comfortable seems like it's just not even true but it totally is true yeah and going uh, to your point there's a part of me that knew going back to when I was in school, that it was more comfortable in a way to be the incompetent. I didn't have to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I didn't like the label, but there was a convenience to it. Yeah. And they were giving me the carte blanche. You know, here, you have the Pasco, the, the, no, what is it? Um, get oh, out of jail. Get out of jail card. Something yeah. Monopoly. 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 <laughs> I don't know. We don't talk about games normally. Or game person. Games in yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's, it's interesting because uh, to, to your point, Jason, um, our brain is, like you said, Saba, out to protect us. That's what it does. It, it's a caring brain. It's constantly scanning the environment for negative things to protect us. So in that way, we're automatically looking for negative stuff. That's how we're wired. And then our brain also is looking for things that are familiar to us. So if we've had a string of negative stuff, our brain is more comfortable sitting in that negative stuff. It is safer to be in something that it knows, even if it's scary, dangerous, mad, whatever, than to step outside of that. That's why so many women stay stuck in abusive relationships because to their brain, being in that thing that's familiar, even though it's shit, is safer for them than stepping outside of that. So stepping out, you know, quieting that subconscious, starting to retrain ourselves. And it's a, it's a long road. You don't just suddenly start thinking new thoughts. You have to get yourself, you know, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to start running. I'm going to do a marathon tomorrow. That's stupid. And that doesn't work. You have to train your brain. And I know so many of the techniques that you use as a hypnotherapist and with the biofeedback and with so many of the phenomenal things that you do, you're helping us retrain our brain. How in your, and this is a, not a trick question. It's a hard one. How long does this take? I mean, like, when can we, as these silly humans in these meat suits, expect to start to see changes in our lives? Is it something that can be instantaneous? Or is it a longer process? Um, first of all, we, we don't get to that point overnight of all those negative thoughts. So the, the fix is also not going to happen overnight. And for example, with the Genius Activator, if I have a first time client coming in who says, you know, I'm ready to work on myself. I wanna do the Genius Activator. You're not ready. You know, there's, there's <laughs> that we Why not? Help. I'm here, I want, I want the help. Why am I not ready? It's, you know, we, we, we need to build up to that. 
when we get to the point of the genius activator, the negative beliefs that I, and limiting beliefs that I mentioned that will be, it's the residuals. It's what the, the, the bit that is still left over that we want to clear away. But if this person has, hey, if they went through the type of stuff I went through of having moved to, you know, three different continents within a five-year, six-year period of my life from, you know, the age of, of 10 to um, 18, 19, uh, lived in one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven, seven different countries, um, each one different languages, different schools. Um, I'm, I'm not going for the genius activator right off the bat. I had way too much stuff to clear away there. So in answer to your question, Kathy, um, most people that I see uh, who the average is usually around somewhere between five to eight sessions to generally clear away to, to get to their goal. They usually come in with, I, I want to have healthier relationships or um, I, you know, I'm lacking confidence in my work, that type of thing. That's usually somewhere around five to eight sessions. I will sometimes see people for a much longer period of time, but generally then what it is, is that, oh, wow, this was fabulous. I want to work more on me. But somewhere after that five to eight sessions where they've really, you know, even though I may be working specifically on relationships, let's say healthier relationships, that the health, the, the unhealthy relationship is just a symptom. What is underneath the core of it is a lack of confidence, a lack of self-worth. That's what we're really dealing with. Yeah. And that's what we need. Otherwise, maybe they'll have better relationships, but they're not going to improve in their work. Or they'll pick up some, um, ooh, I'm getting my connection is unstable. I hope you can hear me okay. <laughs> Um, so the, I, the idea is to get to the core of it and resolve that. Yeah. Uh, once we, we have that pretty stable and it's not like it's done, um, I always am giving clients new tools to use um, and exercises to do because I don't have So really the magic wand is allow them to pull out, to find their magic wand and to use You would start to say you give people tools and then you blurt a little bit. So just tell us that again. You start, you give people tools. Is this like homework weekly kind of thing or how does that work? With every session, they'll have some type of homework, some type of, you know, it could be something as simple as, 
I need you to start journaling every night. Um, I do handwriting analysis. I'll teach them how to write mm -hmm. so that it's not just an affirmation that they're writing or their thoughts that they're putting down, but also the way that they're writing. Yeah. Because if our minds control the way we write and that Clara, it, it, it shows immediately how, what they're thinking, then if we change the way we're, we write, we're going to change the way we're thinking. Not necessarily what we're writing only, but how we're writing it, how we're forming those letters. Yep. So it might be something like that. So I'll give them the tools, I'll give them the exercises. The magic wand is in them those tools will help them find their magic wand. Yeah. And once they've gotten to the point that they've sort of gotten to the core of that issue and strengthening their self-worth, their confidence, now we're ready for the genius activator. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And of course, guess what, Jason? Time. Yeah, <laughs> we've run out of time as we do well we'll just have to leave people hanging with that and they'll have to start working with you and get into the genius activator this has been so great i love this i love this technique that you're talking about you know i mean i'm a hypnotherapist we've talked to countless hypnotherapists and this is just so exciting because it's true it's, it gets to the root it's the root cause thing you know it's like you don't treat the headache what's causing the headache let's get to the root cause shut out that noise and remembering how powerful our subconscious is and that we do have control over it. I love handwriting analysis. I completely agree with you. Changing the writing can change your, can change your subconscious. So Jason, any final thoughts? Well, yeah, I was going to actually go there on the handwriting a little bit. Cause <clears throat> you know, one thing that I've been, that I've been taught that I, I, I try to be more conscious of is the words we use and how we say things gives us a little insight into what our subconscious is really thinking. Right but never even thought about it from a handwriting analysis standpoint that even the way that we're forming the letters and the other stuff when we're writing, whether we're speaking or writing, it's not just the words, but the form in which we're doing it, probably the energy with which we're actually saying the words as well um, to help us start kind of understanding, you know, but, but love the idea that you know, again, regardless of, of who we are, we've experienced different things in our life that we've got to kind of clear out. And once we clear out some of those things, then we can start, you know, digging deeper into some of these genius things and really unlocking potential. But it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's like that old analogy of, of carrying a backpack with a bunch of rocks. Until you start getting rid of some of the rocks, it's going to make the journey pretty difficult. And that's what you're doing. You're helping people clear that stuff out so then they can start fresh on now training yourself differently going forward to be successful. So fabulous stuff. Yeah. And it allows space. As you take those rocks out of the backpack, you can fill it with beautiful things like flowers and wine. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all about flowers and wine. It's all about oh. flowers and wine. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Saba, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much. Thank Tell everybody how, how they can, so oh, of course, how can everybody reach you if they want to get in touch? Uh, Selfempoweredminds.com. Okay. Beautiful. It's right in the background there. Perfect. Uh, 
This has been amazing. Thank you so, so much for coming. Uh, I'm Kathy Gruber. I can be reached at kathygruber.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So have a great rest of your week and we will catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth podcast. See ya. See ya. Thank you so much. Thank you both and thank you listeners.